0: Hey, folks, welcome to episode 243 of the FOW Bass Fishing Podcast in Benton, Kentucky. I'm Jody White, joined from Hopkins, Minnesota by the one and only Kyle Wood. What's up? Kyle, we got a fun episode this week because we don't have a guest right now. You and I are just going to talk about fishing the entire time.
1: It's going to be baller.
0: Yeah. Uh, I've often heard that that's what folks come for. They hate the guests, despite the fact that they often provide some great insight. <laughs> that you and I can't.
1: It's really just the two of us rambling on. That's what people want to hear. Absolutely. Uh, maybe. But anyhow,
0: we will have a interview in the feed uh, at some point in time this week. Um, I'm not sure when I'm going to get it done, but we'll get it done, and we'll have somebody interesting to hear from, so it's not just Kyle and I. But for now, it's just Kyle and I. Um, which, I guess ordinarily we would like intro a little bit and, you know, kind of wander around the weather, but why don't we just start talk fishing what do you think
1: yeah dude i'm 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 all for it
0: all righty, well, I guess first off then uh Grand Lake, the coast Africa series southwestern division wrapped up uh Kurt Warren won the derby uh Jason Christie provided the fireworks and yeah. um i guess uh and Dickie newberry won AOI.
1: yeah, so it was a lot of cool things happening <laughs>
0: absolutely uh. Let's see. That, I just tried to click on a thing, and it, the what I thought was going to happen totally did not happen. Um, <laughs> but uh, was there anything from the tournament that stuck out to you?
1: The, uh, y- you know, you mentioned it before we started recording here, but Christy dropping 22 in the fall or early October on Grand Lake is like
0: wolf. Gigantic.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that was, I thought, I thought something was broken when I, uh, check the website um it's like there, it's he had two pounds you know like it just there's some weird error going on nope he just caught a bunch of big ones yeah
0: no that day one Christie bag is pretty off the charts uh i know i think he runs a camera a lot like i can't tell you how fast i would click on the video of jason Christie catching 22 pounds in october on grand lake <laughs> I mean yeah. it would be literally I would probably break my uh, well I don't have a mouse but you know I would like break my touchpad trying to get to that <laughs> video that fast <laughs> it would be impressive um and yeah that was the that was the juice of course Kurt Warren won the thing though um dude I loved how he won it too it was cool first of all Calcordiana like just about called it that it was gonna happen. Um, you know, he was like, yeah, well, you know, Warren and his partner, they crushed him in a tournament the week before, and so they might crush him again. And then he caught, what, four each of the first two days, and you and I didn't cover this tournament, but we can read about it on flwfishing.com, uh, and I kept bugging Justin a bunch during it. And then he caught five on the final day, which the final day looked pretty brutal. And, um, he had like, let's see, he had four for 14, and then... I want to say 4 for 16 or something like that. And uh, I would love it if you would check that, if you have the results up. Uh,
1: that's what uh, I was trying to pull up here. Uh...
0: Yeah, 4 for 14, 4 for 16, and then he caught a limit for 15-9 uh, on the final day, which that's, I mean, that's impressive commitment. Like there were, it seemed like it was not, impossible to, like, just fish the bank and just catch fish. Like, Hallman, every day, caught a limit flipping and, you know, throwing a square bill and stuff, and it seemed like you could do that kind of stuff, but mm-hmm. you know, so if this was a different format, Warren, probably no way he's winning doing what he did, but he caught all big ones. Um, and, like, I guess he was, you know, basically just fishing some sort of offshore places and a lot of them had brush you know yeah and that's uh that's pretty clutch you know what i mean (laughs) amen um and i think that that you know he said like it wasn't like just brush he found a lot of it was brush he put out there and like yeah and that's one of those things where you see where you see the local advantage take hold um and then, like, he had the patience and the confidence to do it and to keep fishing that stuff and to know that eventually he was going to get those quality bites or he was going to mm-hmm. get enough of those quality bites. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, that was pretty cool. Uh, but, yeah, definitely that day one uh, Christy bag was like, holy smokes, this is, uh, <laughs> yeah. this is the thing. This is wild. <laughs> um, but, uh, anyhow. It was, it was fun. And there's definitely a guy in the comments who does not love that uh, Kurt Warren put out Brush prior to the cement. But <laughs> I'm at least. If I'm not in favor of it, I'm definitely not against it. I'll, I'll say that much. Because mm-hmm. you might as well try, try as hard as you can to win. Is, I think, where I land on that one.
1: For sure.
0: Um. Dude, the uh, AOI came down to the wire in this one. Dude, it did. Like, we th- we didn't really think it would be that way, I, I don't think, because, you know, Newberry had such a, like, pretty stout lead. But when you only catch three fish on day one, that kind of unravels that lead pretty quick.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, But then he caught them on day two, and, you know...
1: There you go. Rebounded. Yeah. ping Bang. Boom.
0: I guess. I wonder. I wonder on the actual standings because Castledine mm. caught him good on day one, and I wonder if he had caught him on day two as well, if he could have beat Newberry or not. Because mm. it was pretty close, but either way, it was, I would say, not a bad way to wrap up the southwestern division season. Um, Still would love to see a Grand Lake tournament where like everybody just smashes them, but that doesn't seem to be a thing that happens anymore.
1: Nah, one of these days we'll hit it back on the head, though. Oh, man, I hope
0: so. Ideally, like for a flipping tournament, because oh, that would be cool.
1: That'd be sweet.
0: Um. Oh, also, I won the uh, Coast Challenge.
1: Ugh! Yes, you did. <laughs>
0: Sorry, I figured I would mention that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Kyle, you picked a lot of really good guys. Like Jason Christie did well, and Casey Scanlon finished fifteenth, and Kyle Cordiano finished twenty fifth, despite being sick. So, shout out to Kyle. Yeah, you powered um, through. All of my guys finished uh, in the top ten. Actually, yeah. all my guys finished in the top six.
1: So when you're when you're hot, you're hot, man. <laughs> Just there's no point in even trying anymore.
0: Hey, you may turn it around at Lake of the Ozarks.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe.
0: Uh, which we should talk about.
1: I, yeah, I suppose we could.
0: Um, so I called... Uh, the Lake of the Ozarks one is the final Central Division event. Um, and I went and talked with Scan Or, not Scanlon. I talked with uh, Sakura ahead of Marcus. time for this one. Sakura. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, why not? Um, sure. You know, to get the lowdown. Uh, first... On the AOI front, Jake Morris, I don't want to say he's got, like, a death grip on it, but he's got pretty good odds. He's got a, let's see, a nine-point edge on Steve Floyd, um, and then 13 points on Hebert, Uh Which, like, Jake Morris, I don't know if he's been to Lake of the Ozarks before, but, man, it seems like a place he could do well on because he's done well everywhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But I guess we'll see. Uh, definitely he's going to qualify for the Coastal Championship. And he'll be like a... He'll be a tournament favorite there, I would say. Yeah. Um, but anyway, on to the lake. Uh, so, first of all, both Scanlon and Sakura figure it's like a 50 to 53 pound winning weight tournament. Which would be cool. I know Lake of the Ooh, Ozarks that's is fish
1: higher than last year.
0: Yeah, that was the thing. I was like, really? And basically, they just say it's fishing great this year. Hmm. Um, it's interesting. They've got like some huge weather coming in theoretically. Um, it's like been you know kind of crisp, but warm up warming up, you know, during practice. Um, Thursday, the high is like eighty. Saturday, the high is like fifty-eight. So oh, yeah. They're going to get, sometime, somewhere on Friday, it's going to get pretty nasty and it's going to cool down a lot. And so what happens with that weather is probably going to determine, you know, what happens with the tournament. Because there's, you know, I guess it sounds like it wouldn't be a shock if whoever wins it has to fish literally three different ways. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, which would be kind of cool. But I don't know. I mean, we've seen Lake of the Ozarks a lot now, and I think what we've seen is going to kind of hold true. Where like, you'll see some top water. You'll see a lot of docks. You'll see some guys fishing offshore, like rock and brush. Yep. Uh, sounds like Sakura. I know he likes to fish that rock and brush a lot more. It sounds like he thinks that could play pretty well in this one. But I guess we'll see. You know what I
1: mean? I do. I think... Uh... Yeah, this is, this is an event where we, we may not be all too surprised on, like, the, the patterns we see in the top ten, you know, on Saturday. But the weather change could definitely be, like, the curveball as to what the spread of different guys fishing a certain way is, maybe.
0: Yeah. The other thing I think to kind of, you know, throw an eye on, or that I wouldn't, that I'd be interested to see is just how much topwater plays because it seems like pretty much every year, top water does play a pretty big factor. Yeah. But, you know, Sakura said maybe that plays with the uh, with the weather. But other though, otherwise, it's not really going right now. So okay. okay, I'll be curious to see. Maybe it just doesn't happen this year, or maybe it does. You know, a few years ago, it actually like, kind of started to go down like during the tournament. And it was only in certain sections of the lake where it was, like, kind of the midsection of the lake where that plopper buzzbait kind of behind the docks bite fired up. Mm-hmm. But, like, the lower end, that wasn't happening at all. All the way up, it wasn't really happening. Uh, of course, Andre Dicknight won that one all the way up the lake. So, you know, it may... I guess I'll be interested to see to add to the uh, sort of history of that. Because now we've been there so many times in the fall that we kind of got a pretty good idea what goes down, or what should go down anyhow.
1: Yeah, and I think it's a cool it's a cool venue to end uh, the Central Division on because uh, it can be really pretty uh, if you're getting some color change kind of starting to happen. Uh, but it's cool because you think Ozarks, and you, you don't uh, necessarily think big largemouths, but there's a lot of big largemouths in Lake of the Ozarks.
0: Yeah, you know, it's I mean it's almost not a lake in the Ozarks, if you know what I mean. Like, it's, because it's not a white river lake, right? It's yeah, a whole yeah. different ball game than what you think of when you when, like, you and I think about, like, Bull Shoals or Table Rock or Beaver or exactly. places like that. Exactly. Um, and yeah, I agree. It's a it's a, neat, it's a neat lake. I really wish we would go there in the spring sometime. Because, man, you see the bags they catch on jerkbaits and A-rigs there, like, pre-spawn. Like, if you don't have 25 pounds, don't even bother. Yeah. Like, they smash them. And I would just love to see that in a tournament. Oh, that'd be cool. Uh, you know, a big derby. I think that'd be really fun. For sure. Because maybe it's the kind of place it gets a little pressure, but I don't know. It seems like... In the fall, it always fishes pretty big, and it's got so much water you can run, uh, mm-hmm. and so many docks. And I just have to imagine, even if you couldn't throw an umbrella rig, the amount of fish you could catch on a jerk bait that are sitting around the front sides of those docks and stuff like that would be just off the wall.
1: It'd be bonkers.
0: Yeah, it would. Um, but anyhow, we'll uh, we'll see how it shakes out. And that one is Thursday friday and saturday uh, i think weigh in starts at three o'clock every day um i think you're right i'm gonna check that right now uh yeah it is it does start at three so you got that to look forward to and that's the last Coast fw series event of the year until we get to the championship
1: yeah yeah then we have a couple weeks off we've this is the the end of the like month long back to back to back to back back to back to back to back costa tournaments
0: it's been a grind.
1: Man, I mean, it's just been one of them deals. It's been a grind of getting my teeth kicked in in the stupid coasted challenge, dumb pick thing, stupid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Kyle, we don't have to do it next year if you don't want to. We can just, Oh, you know, no, no,
1: no, no, no. You're not walking off that easily.
0: Okay. I was, Although, I, I act like
1: the season's over. The season's not over. It's all right. I got to finish strong. Uh, but I mean, you know, when it's your time, it's your time, man. I'm just in one of them slumps. We'll get out of it. Um, and, uh, you know, my hat's off to Jody. He's been catching him. He's been catching him. That, that kid can catch him.
0: Anyway, speaking of that, do you want to make some picks?
1: Oh, yeah. I almost forgot about that. All right. I literally just closed out of the uh, field list spreadsheet because I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I tell
0: you what. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take Casey Scanlon.
1: That is probably a good pick.
0: Yes, uh, I hope so, anyhow. Um, after you stole him from me at <laughs> Grand Lake, thank you. Um, I will go ahead and get him here.
1: I think that's fair. I am going to take Jeremy Lawyer. I think that's a great choice. I think it is, too.
0: Uh, I kind of how good he is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I'll go ahead and take Marcus Cora.
1: Oh, yeah, that's that's a pretty good take. Pretty good take there.
0: Uh, M-A-R-C, right?
1: Yeah, definitely that. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, man, he is like one of the most consistent uh, locals there, I would say. Just, you know, day in, day out, he's always pretty close to that top section.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's usually pretty solid. Um, gosh, this... I, I, we probably sound like a broken record because there's, there's every coast, so there's piles of locals, but like this one, dude, uh, for not having done any research really ahead of time. Uh, but I look right here and I see Mr. Dennis Burhorse, so hook it up. I think that's a great call. I believe he has top 10 the last two times the Costa series has gone to Lake of the Ozarks, so I probably just jinxed him in saying that. But, you keep doing you, Dennis.
0: Dude, I think he was top ten in the super tournament there too. So he's probably still on a roll.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I'm gonna go ahead and round things out with Roger Fitzpatrick.
1: Oh, great pick! Great pick. Ah, I should have picked. Now it's okay. It's he's right.
0: so Fitzpatrick. Obviously, he's awesome there. He's also one of those guys who has come out of that BFL division and caught him most consistently in the all-americans yes um has yet to win an all-american though which three other um ozark division anglers have done those three being
1: uh sakura uh, lawyer lawyer oh yeah how can i forget about lawyer
0: how can you forget about lawyer
1: Oh man i am really not on the ball
0: Brian Brian Maloney is your is your third guy.
1: Oh yeah, no that that one definitely yeah. was on my mind.
0: Which Brian is like, honestly, I probably have said this before, but I think he's a contender for nicest person in the world. He is wow, oh, dude, he's a super cool dude. <laughs> I'm big, I'm a big fan.
1: <laughs> I can dig that. Uh, what do we got? I'm just flipping through the field list here. You know what? I'm gonna make it easy. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got to the bottom of the field list here. Give me some James Watson. All righty. Look, I'm a big James Watson fan uh, in terms of I think he's funny. Uh, And the dude can straight up catch fish in the fall. uh, On a topwater. On a topwater in the Ozark region. So uh, James, don't let me down.
0: Well, we'll see what shakes up, right? Yeah. Hey, and you get first pick at the championship. Do you want me to go ahead
1: and just pencil in Jake Morris? Quadruple or nothing? I mean, tentatively. We'll see what happens. All right.
0: If you take Jake Morris, I'm going to take Brian Thrift. Just throwing (laughs) that out there. (laughs) Um, All righty. Well, I think that's a great little roundup we did there, and I'm very much looking forward to uh, that tournament because... You know, like, you know, you're gonna see some big fish. You hopefully will see some really cool um, top water photos. Sean will yep. be there, so almost certainly someone will catch like a six pounder and it'll on a plopper and it'll jump like twelve times.
1: Oh yeah, guaranteed.
0: Um, so it should be uh, should be a good one, I would say. Um, you want to talk about Hartwell?
1: I think we can. You're uh, referring to the PFL regional that took place this past weekend?
0: I am. At uh, Lake, Lake Rampy.
1: <laughs> Dude, it might as well be named Lake Rampy <laughs> because that guy. I assume just... I assume they have a statue for him at so- somewhere. There's got to be. Uh, we should, if anyone listening to this is from the region, if you could just send us a picture of where the Jamie Rampy uh, statue is located on Lake Hartwell, that would be great. Uh, we would appreciate that. Uh, but, yeah. He won again. Uh, you're probably thinking to yourself also, man, I feel like just a couple weeks ago you guys were talking about this Jamie Rampy character. Well, you'd be correct because he won a super tournament on Hartwell. And in that interview, he was basically like, look, I'm probably going to win the regional, so I don't really want to tell you all that much. Uh, but when I when I win it, I'll open up and tell you some juice. I don't really feel like he told a lot of juice. Now, at the same time, Jamie Rampy wins a lot of tournaments uh, in like the southeast part of the u.s namely carolina type lakes and on hartwell uh just like literally running and gunning like that's kind of his deal so it's not that maybe i don't feel like i got all the juice um in talking with him but i feel like it's just also kind of what he does like older school brian thrift like put the trolling water down cover a bunch of water run a new stretch cover some water um and that's kind of what he did this week. He, uh, he started the morning off throwing a horny toad, um, just kind of at, like whatever got in his way. Uh, there's docks, there's uh, some dog fennel stuff, there's, I mean, you troll them all down, rip for a while. Now the big adjustment he made every day was to go, he would head down the lake and fish offshore, whether it would be like uh, standing timber brush piles, cane piles uh i think he even fished like some uh rock piles but they're all like 20 feet of water was the juice and if there was stuff like that on these little spots he had that's where he would throw and i'm a little stick um top water just go to town
0: basically like lake murray style kind of stuff yeah like what we saw when
1: the cup was there a few years ago yep exactly he, uh, he got 149 on day 1 14 even on day two which had to make the cut uh, I think he was sitting in second going into the final day uh, behind uh, Ryan deal who would go on to take second place which like um,
0: congrats to Ryan deal but sorry you
1: ran into that buzzsaw, man yeah. <laughs> uh, it's uh it, the funny thing is like Jamie kind of he, he kind of lucked into it because on the final day he was running back two way in um, now it, it, it was super sunny hot and calm pretty much first two days of the event like near record temperatures just like 90s terrible weather to be outside on day 3 it was cloudy cooler and blowing real bad like Jamie said it was kind of hard to get around the lake it was blowing so bad or it wasn't enjoyable to get around the lake wow Um, so on the final day Jamie decided to stop back at a place uh, at like 2.45 with, I believe, a 3 o'clock check-in, up shallow again. So he did the shallow thing in the morning, went offshore, caught fish, went back shallow, caught a 5.5-pounder, and and without that 5.5-pounder, he does not probably win the event. Well, he almost for sure wouldn't because I think he only won by like
0: He only won by like a pound or something like that. Yeah. He was close. So,
1: um, you know, then again, Jamie made the right decision to go run and do that and Here he stands with $20,000 cash, and he's, uh, won himself a ranger. So, not bad for three days of work.
0: That is for sure. Um, first of all, I was looking back when the tour was there in, uh, let's see, 2016. Which, that's a good blast from the past, if you're interested in it. You know, if you want to, uh, you know, sort of go back and see what was. Um, but, man... What place do you think uh, Jamie Rampey finished in that tournament?
1: Oh, 16. I'm going to say, I feel like it was like not that great.
0: It, it was respectable, but definitely not what you would expect based on his history since. Like 32nd. Dang, that's really close.
1: um let's see
0: i had it up a second ago 35th
1: (laughs) oh wow okay uh yeah because i remember talking to him like before the event and then i remember like just now thinking back on it like why doesn't he stick out in my head like i remember dave lafibra and casey ashley and uh gosh who else cody meyer clint davis didn't clint davis do well
0: I don't know. You're thinking of the wrong tournament, though, because this one was oh. the one where they were all on beds, and Clark Wenlet caught him really good, and Cox won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of earlier than
1: that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, um, yeah but yeah, let's yeah. go look at that one too while we're on this sort of Jamie Rampy train here.
1: Or maybe that was a uh, no. That was definitely Hartwell. Or 2014
0: Hartwell? on Lake Hartwell. 14. He finished. What do you think?
1: Uh, he didn't win. Definitely not.
0: <laughs> Casey Ashley won that one. Uh, 28th. 50th. Dang. Yeah. Um, but if you look at the BFL side of things, in, uh, 2014, he had one win, uh, which was on Clarks Hill. He had two top fives on Hartwell. In 2015, he had a win on Kiwi and a top six and a sixth place finish on Hartwell. And in 2015... He didn't weigh fish on Hartwell once, and he only fished... Or 2016, he didn't weigh fish on Hartwell once, and he had a 27th place finish on Kiwi. Uh, but then he, I think, stopped fishing the tour after that. I think 2016 was his last year on tour. Yep. Maybe he fish 2017? Yep. No, 2016 was the last year on tour. Well, then he came back and, like, just started torching people.
1: Oh, man, um, he... Went bonkers.
0: He had two top. He had two wins and a 19th place finish on Hartwell in 2017 in the Savannah River Division. 2018, he never won one on Hartwell, but his worst finish was 15th in the Savannah River Division. And then this year in the Savannah River Division, he only fished three of them. He fished one on Hartwell that he won. He fished. One on Hartwell, and he finished second. In and he finished thirtieth at Kiwi. Um,
1: golly. So look, here's the thing. Next year, for the All American, we're not saying he's gonna win it, but
0: but let me can, tell you, we're happen. starting out the tournament following him, yeah. and we're probably finishing the tournament following him. <laughs> yep. We're gonna be like, yeah, there he goes, hammer down, boys. <laughs> there's not like at a there were some sort of moderate favorites at the potomac um Mm -hmm. like for sure right and i don't know i mean man it's probably been a while since we've gone into a tournament with such a with like a standout local favorite like this like maybe uh at Kentucky Lake, we might have had a couple guys like that, but really there were quite a few guys who could have been in that conversation. And then theoretically, it would have been Justin Atkins at Pickwick a few years ago. Oh yeah. Um, but Marshall Deacons like blew that thing out of the water. So, I mean, really, yeah, Jamie Rampy. Let's uh, let's get this uh, let's get this going. Let's win an All American.
1: Um, yeah, I think uh, also Ryan Deal. Uh, should also be a guy like he also nothing to take away from jamie ryan should have won it uh this regional probably but he only caught four fish on day one that's tough dude didn't or, uh, he have the lead no, on day sorry. one he led um sorry i'm thinking of mike miller had four fish on day one. Oh uh deal yeah he had a 16 pound limit he let it first two days. And then it just kinda tapered off. Hmm. But deal's gonna be like I think he's he might be the deal. Plus I like that uh, he uh, he said he feels good going on the all American. Uh, maybe me and Jamie can go at it again was his quote. And I was like, Yeah. oh
0: yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. I mean well well how many BFL wins does Ryan Deal have?
1: Um, a couple? Like five, maybe? That's
0: a pretty good number.
1: Two. Just kidding. Two. Two.
0: All right. Well, Ryan, that's good.
1: Um, oh, they're both Ohio River wins.
0: Oh, God. I don't <laughs> know. I'm getting the distinctly twins versus Yankees vibe here, Ryan. Oh. As much <laughs> as I appreciate your skills.
1: Uh... Hey, good jab by the way.
0: I know, right?
1: I can still hate <laughs> on the twins. <laughs> very, very, very timely, good jab.
0: Hey, who do you think was in the top ten in this twenty sixteen Hartwell event? While we're on Hartwell and we're we have the time to ramble and talk about things that used to be. Like uh, give me the okay, run. So,
1: man, uh, Cox Cox won it. Yep. And yeah. Who else?
0: We talked about Wendlet already. I'm going to give you that one.
1: Uh, there was some Johnston's
0: maybe. There was definitely some Johnston action. Um, Chris finished twelfth. Corey finished eighth. Okay,
1: Corey. Corey made it. Yeah, that's um, the one
0: where we got the photo where Corey dropped the net in yeah. midair, and it actually and he was made, tossing it. up. Yeah,
1: he was. Yeah.
0: Okay. I mean, he was like panicking while that photo was being taken, but it looked like he knew what he was doing.
1: Yeah, it looked super baller. Oh, God, that was cool. Um, Well, was Gussie in there? Oh, yeah. Because I'm thinking there was more Canadians, or did he just make the cut?
0: No, no, Gussie finished fourth. Remember, he was fishing a jerkbait, like, around that marina? Oh, yeah. I think um, he caught a really big striper on the last day of that tournament.
1: Can I just make a wild guess? <laughs> Brian Thrift was in the top ten? <gasps> Kyle, you've got <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, man
0: and the rest uh. there's a few guys who are like you are gonna be surprised when i name them off um not oh wait wait because wait. they're bad necessarily uh, but because it's
1: i think i remember taking pictures of uh daryl robertson yep
0: yep, yep at yep. that
1: one he was um, in it and not ever knowing if he was mad that i was in his way or if i wasn't in his way because he never really said anything to me that's <laughs> that's kind of the only did he ever break any rods Mm, I don't think so. Then he wasn't mad. <laughs> no. And then that's that's about it. I have no idea.
0: All right. So Jamie Horton finished third.
1: Jamie Horton.
0: Yeah. Um, he had a
1: big day one or something, right?
0: Yeah, he did. Nineteen pounds on day one.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. I wonder
0: who's leading, dude? Daryl Robertson was leading that Derby on day one. He had twenty pounds.
1: Wow. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow, indeed. <laughs> uh, Charlie Evans was in. One, two, three. Was in fourth on day one with 18-12. He finished 110th.
1: Okay, so he didn't catch anything.
0: Uh, Yeah, he caught one fish on day two. <laughs> ah, okay. Uh, dude, Chris Baumgartner took it on the chin, too. He was in, like, the top. He was, like, maybe 10th or whatever. He had 17-6 on day one. He finished 82nd. Caught three on day two. Oh, yeah,
1: I was really thinking he was going to gonna make hay
0: i mean you would think being a carolina derby he might keep catching them yeah anyway so you got uh horton in third gussie in fourth thrift in fifth robertson in sixth larry nixon in seventh nixon okay Corey johnston in eighth um flw live analyst peter t in ninth oh okay and powell kemp 10th. Powell Kemp? Yeah. Huh. Uh, and then it went Airy, Chris Johnston, Sprague, okay. Gagliardi, Suggs, Captain Blake Smith, uh, Rusty Transigere. Oh,
1: yeah. I remember he was all stoked. And I think Sean was taking pictures of him catching fish or something.
0: Yeah, he was extremely stoked. There's a photo yeah. in one of the galleries. I'm like, oh, he is <laughs> stoked. Uh, and then Scott Martin, Tony Davis, and Jason Reyes. Wow, okay. Anyway, that was the tournament. I remember I was practicing. I was doing one of those practice galleries with Cobb. And he and Rampy, I don't know if they still run together, but they definitely used to. And Rampy called him and was like, dude, you got to get down the lake. They're spawning everywhere. And he, both of those guys kind of got locked into the spawning deal a little bit late. Oh. And that was their problem. Like... Because those fish just started to spawn everywhere. And, you know, there were other guys who kind of dialed in on that a little earlier. You know, most notably John Cox and Clark Winlet Yeah. And Jamie Horton. Um, But, yeah, that was a cool derby. Anyway. That was cool. It's fun going back in time every once in a while.
1: It is. Who thought that was three years ago?
0: Yeah, wild stuff. Anyway. You want to talk about smallmouths? I'd love to. All right. Well, hit me because you were the one who was catching them because I didn't catch any smallmouths. <laughs> well, actually, I take that back. I did catch a smallmouth this weekend, but you caught a lot more smallmouth than I did.
1: I uh, I did catch a lot more smallmouths than you. It was pretty good, man. It was uh, The weather was kind of moderately terrible. Uh, a lot of our water temps on some of the lakes we fished were like 55 and a half to like 58. Somewhere in there, kind of depending on how big or how small they were, Um, but it was cool. Like I was texting you, like catching them on an A rig, and oh, I mean, when you catch one on the the first lake we went to Thursday morning, I think like my fourth cast, I caught like a three and a half pounder on the A rig, and I was not prepared for the bite that uh, ensued when that thing just. Absolutely clobbered it gosh it's so fun
0: dude had you caught smallmouth on an a-rig before
1: yeah but uh the so like the two other lakes i've really thrown it on and that, let's just say like if i'm gonna ballpark a number of smallmouth caught on it before maybe a dozen okay i and caught a dozen like, in about half an hour once on st Clair. yeah i bet <laughs> <laughs> but it was like um the one the the couple of times I threw it before, they weren't eating it great. Like, it was almost like a swim bait bite. Like, you'd, you'd feel like that little tick and then another tick. Uh, every now and then one of them would clobber it pretty good. But it had also, it's been a little bit since I've thrown one. Mm-hmm. So for that to happen right out the gate on Thursday morning when we were fishing, it was like, whoa, baby, here we go. And uh, caught a handful more on it. And then it got kind of to the point where I'm like, man, I know can catch some fish on this, but also like, am I not catching fish because I'm throwing this thing? And uh, so then I started throwing a single swim bait around and catching some smaller fish, but I was really just trying to go for a for a begging. <laughs> and uh, granted, the two lakes we were fishing aren't like you're not gonna catch like a six pounder probably in them. Um, but you definitely have a chance at like a five would be a very reasonable big one. Uh, but we dilled around with that a little bit friday morning we actually went to a largemouth lake for a little bit in the morning just to straight waylay on them and uh beat them up really good did catch a smallmouth bonus smallmouth we had no idea was even in the lake it's so to be fair it's my buddy's cabin we were staying at it's his sister's um cabin that they got like this past year or something and brady was like man i've never really i haven't really fished it and it's pretty small. It's only a couple hundred acres. So he's like, let's just go buzz around there for a little bit. And we checked on something at, her, um, at their cabin, too, to make sure <clears throat> all was well. And uh, But then we went smallmouth fishing. We went to a lake that has, like, grown ones. Like a six-pounder should be doable. And while we didn't hit that mark, I did catch a 566. Uh, and that was super cool. Not on the A-rig. Caught it on a single swim bait. Uh, but, Yeah. Like we had fun, wrestled with a lot of brown fish, a lot of like three and a half to like four and a quarter pound smallies, which is, I mean, you can't you can't beat that, you know.
0: No doubt, um, dude. I love catching smallmouth on a rig; it's so fun.
1: It so I'm really now I'm kind of bummed because uh, here, like in another week or so. Well, no, maybe it's two weeks. I'm going to North Dakota to close our house down out there and then duck hunt for several days. But now I'm really like, I kind of got the itch for like some cold weather smallmouth fishing. And I was looking through that Matt Steffen article you sent me a little while ago uh, about how to catch big smallmouths, you know, late in the year. And it's been a while since I fished when it was like cold, cold, like water temps getting into the like upper 40s. Mm-hmm. And I kind of got the itch to go do it. Well, you usually, like, shoot stuff that time of year, though, right? I do.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't... I would say do whatever you want to do.
1: But I think I should try to catch... I really feel like I could probably catch one. Like, I just want a six and a half. Realistically.
0: Me too, man. Me too.
1: I mean, that, that five and a half was basically... I guess it was a little bigger than that, but... Uh, I mean, that basically was it. the only, like, we only fished that lake for like three hours and then it was, uh, basically dark.
0: Hmm. How deep were you catching them?
1: Uh, man, they were kind of like scattered, a lot of like random fish scattered. Like you'd catch one in maybe like 10 feet, eight, 10 feet, kind of like on the tip of a flat, maybe like, or a point or a corner or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, caught some... I think the deepest we caught some was probably 23, 21, 23. Okay. The interesting thing is Joel Willard was on Woman Lake, and uh, he was catching them um, about the same depths. We were texting back and forth one day. He's like, I'm catching them 8 to 20, I think is what he said, and they're just kind of like, catch one here, catch one there. Um, I don't think... Uh, I don't think they really kind of set up where you would expect them to be this time of year. Like I think I wasted some time on the first day fishing maybe a little deeper than I should have right out the gate, like spending more time in like 20 to 30, kind of looking for them set up around some of the, you know, humps or the little flats next to some of these humps that they'd probably eventually winter on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it was still a little warm, And they were probably a little more frisky and still kind of roaming around on some of those breaks. And uh, granted, some of these lakes, you know, that there's a lot of structure in them, but some of them break so hard from four to forty that a lot of those fish just cruise that hard break. And so that was how that was kind of where the a rig came in was that we would just roll down those breaks, lob it out. You know, you probably land in like 20 feet of water maybe, but you're really really close to that flat and not let it sink too fast and then just kind of keep a slow little line going. So I don't know if some of the fish we caught were maybe on the flat coming out to eat it because some of them bit it pretty quick or if they were just below it and came up to eat it because, again, you could see 20 feet down in some of these lakes and uh, or like 15 to 20 feet, you know, super clear water. And uh, them browns fish, they'll swim quite a ways to eat one of them things, you
0: know. Yeah, especially when the water's not really that cold. Um
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. in the scheme of things, it's still pretty warm for for fall.
0: Were you throwing a rig with blades or no blades?
1: Blades, yep. Because in Minnesota, you can only have one hook. So, um, flash mob junior, uh, and then blades on the end instead of hooks, and then just a swim bait in the center. And then I threw that Shane's baits, whatever his kind of equivalent of the flash mob junior is.
0: Huh, you didn't throw them with dummies? Nope. Extra blades. Interesting. Yeah. That's kind of fun.
1: Makes it a lot easier, too. Like yeah. I have a handful of swim bait hooks that I've cut the hook off. Um or like yeah, I the time I threw it before, I did like two hitchhikers on top and then two swim bait hooks with the hook cut off on the bottom. Yeah, that's a good to way to go. It over. I like I like doing that. But uh yeah, I was like I don't know. Blades. Blades was a little easier to fish it shallow or deep. I mean, slightly harder to fish it deep because you really got to slow it down. But then I'd also beef the weight up of my swimbait head or my swimbait hook. So I'd go from like a quarter to a half maybe Hmm. if I was trying to throw it a little deeper. And then that's just a simple little swap out and I could keep chunking it around.
0: Yeah, even in Kentucky sometimes I'll do uh, just screw locks on the top because it lets you have a little bit lighter like it lightens the rig up overall Yep. and then you kind of guarantee that it's always going to run the way you want it to run like it won't loop in the water and uh, it's just uh, I don't know like it's a pretty nice little package that way but that's interesting going just tons of blades it's got to be so easy only having to mess with one swim bait yeah and I I
1: really don't think there was I really don't think it made much of a difference Uh, you know like I don't think I would have caught any more fish if I would have had dummies. And I don't think I caught any less fish because I was throwing blades, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. A man, though, I would love... Did you have someone in the boat throwing a different, you know, throwing a different rig with you?
1: Yeah, Brady was, well, basically same. Uh, the only tweaks I made... So he was throwing all blades, too. I was throwing... Uh, So on my outside on on the blades that would replace a hook basically i was throwing a three and a half size willow and brady was throwing a three so i was throwing slightly bigger willow leaves or slightly bigger willow blades i did swap out to fours one day too um and then we each threw a different sized swim bait head so like if i was going down the break and i was casting first on the bow i was kind of fishing deeper So I had a heavier head, but bigger blades to kind of help lift it a little more. Hmm. Uh, And then Brady was throwing a lighter head, smaller blades, up shallow.
0: Interesting. It's interesting, like, the little differences sometimes that can happen with fishing. Mm -hmm. Last year, Dobson and I were fishing, like, this break in the Detroit River. And we were throwing the same baits, uh, but we were throwing different rigs. Uh he was throwing the Shane's Bates rig, I was throwing the Strike King rig. And dude, I out- caught him like three to one. Like it was really noticeable. And really? we were making basically the same cast. They just wanted it was something about that rig that they wanted.
1: And it had, Was it the titanium one?
0: Yeah. And I think oh. it was that it had bigger blades than the Shane Bates rig. Like pretty it's got like pretty big blades and the Shane's baits has really small blades mm-hmm. um, and that's the only thing I could think of uh, that that might have been the difference and then in that tournament he fished a tournament the next day and they caught and I and they caught like or like two days later and they caught like almost all their big ones on that strike king rig uh, oh. it's just ah, it, it's just interesting to me I the little like you might think oh yeah I'm catching a bunch of fish and he was, but I was somehow catching more fish with essentially virtually exactly the same thing. And so I was just kind of yeah, curious okay. if you noticed anything like that, because it's so, it was so weird that that was a, like, that that would happen to me at all. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yep. I follow you.
0: But yeah, man, I, I, I really, every time I go fish with an umbrella rig, I'm like, man, I really wish we hadn't banned this thing. Cause I would love to, I'd love to learn more about it. I'd love to have more reason to watch guys throw it at a high level. Um, At the same time, you know, it almost makes it more fun that it's kind of this, you know, taboo bait. So, dude, I I, uh,
1: yeah, for like what we were doing last week at like fun fishing, you know, maybe trying to catch a big one. Like, I'm all about locking that thing in my hand and chunking and wind it
0: yeah i think it's a really really... i should
1: just work from the cabin next week and then catch smallmouths in the afternoon work in the morning
0: you should definitely
1: it uh i don't think that's gonna happen
0: um but yeah man i i definitely i want to i always want to spend more time with that rig um and i'll get to here after a little while
1: well because like i so i did have a um I used to have a what is it? Terminator titanium rig, but it didn't have blades. But the thing I liked is that, like, if you you know do like the real flare, like pulse it or something like that, it I feel like that titanium collapses a lot better. Like it moves the baits a lot more than on like uh, uh, even like a Flash Mob Junior or the Shane Bates one. Like it's it's the rig's more rigid just from looking at it next to the boat. And again, this is coming from a guy that's throwing it for like, you know, three days total. But I wonder. I would like to play around with it more and see if there's something. If you if like if I'm doing just blades, is there something between titanium and just a regular wire? Like, does that more action help trigger more fish if they're following it for a while? Because I don't know. no doubt, like some of the ones I caught i'm just guessing they were following it for a while because the water's so clear you know it's so flashy and shiny and you know you'd you'd like flare the real hand or, or give it like two cranks real fast and as soon as you'd stop that it donk is when they'd hit it yeah so i was just kind of picturing they're sitting behind like what is this thing and then you do something like that and they're like oh man i gotta eat it
0: <laughs> at um at gunnersville i guess was it last year Two years ago. Where was the Coastal Championship last year?
1: Uh, uh, Last year was Guntersville. It was Guntersville,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, you were right. (laughs) Golly, man, it runs together sometimes. I hear you. Um, But anyway, so Thrift and New, they were throwing an ER Lures rig. And that thing is interesting because it's wire, but it doesn't have a connecting uh, ceramic part to it at the front. Like, it's basically all just sort of bundled together around a swivel and i wouldn't be surprised if that thing has quite a bit more flex to it oh, than sure. your standard uh you know maybe less than titanium but more than a umbrella or something like that mm-hmm. um anyway obviously it's always worth trying to figure out as much about what brian thrift is doing as possible
1: <laughs> yeah you um, can't really go wrong Uh, in that regard. Of course not.
0: And in that one, he was throwing uh, four blades, so not five, which is the maximum allowed amount, but, and uh, three hooks, and then two dummies. So where he had the head, but no... uh, Oh, sure. You know, no weight. Also, it looks like he might have been throwing all the same size baits. I can't tell for sure. He might have had like two 3.3s and three 3.8s. I think that's what he had. I think he had two small ones on top and then 3.8s on the bottom. Um, but anyway, obviously, if you want to dive into Brian Thrift, you know, you know, by all means, go do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, get after
0: it. Um, and yeah, I, naturally, Brian knew was throwing the same thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: figures Uh, which would not shock should not shock anyone here
1: nope
0: um but anyhow it's good see Kyle, i didn't even know we'd get to talk about umbrella rigs in this podcast and here we are man yeah hey so you want to know what i'm going to do next week
1: uh go to saint Clair. no oh i wish
0: well i don't know (laughs) if i wish or not i'm going to canada I'm going, so Friday I'm driving, I'm going north, and Casey Smith and I are going to just waylay smallmouths uh, somewhere. I don't even know where. Probably Lake Ontario, maybe like one of the Finger Lakes. I don't know. It's going to be baller. Sure, sure. Then I'm going to Lake St. Francis for the Pan Am Canadian Championship. Let me get my, let me actually, the... 2019 Pan-American Black Bass Championship in Canada. Um, All righty, eh? Eh, indeed. Uh, <laughs> and, dude, so I, I'm i going to finish my drive up there Monday. Tuesday, I'm going to go fishing with Bob Azumi.
1: Oh, so jealous. He's so nice.
0: I know. He's the best. Anyway, so I'm going to go fishing with him, hopefully smash on some smallmouths. Uh, I wonder if umbrella rigs are legal in this tournament. I hope they are. I bet they're not. But I hope they are. I wonder what the... I wonder what Canadian umbrella rig rules are. Who even knows, Ooh, great, right?
1: Great question.
0: I think in Canada, it's three hooks. Because I think that in... Uh, I think in Michigan, it's five. In Canada, it's three. But I could have that wrong.
1: Mm, sure, um, sure.
0: Because just from what I was remembering last year. I was just through three hooks last year. Because why not? Yeah, heck Yeah. Uh, But anyway, so I'm going to go and I'm going to fish and work and fish and fish. But then the tournament itself is the 17th and the 18th. And Team USA is like the wildest collection of all time.
1: Yes, it is.
0: Uh, It's Scott Martin and Roland Martin and John Cox and Keith Carson and David Dudley and Philip Jarabeck, and Jacob Wheeler and Dustin Connell and Brian Latimer and Mark Daniels Jr and Ryan Lattenville and Brett Carnwright and Charlie Evans and Hannah Wesley and Cody Meyer and J- and Jacob Perosnik <laughs> which that is just the, the wildest crew of all time as far as I can tell
1: that is a little bit of this and a little bit of that
0: yeah uh, for sure um, but gosh you gotta figure they're gonna catch him cause there's plenty of folks in there who can super catch him oh heck yeah uh, dude, it'll be interesting to it'll be interesting to see because like the Canadian team, other than Bob and Darren Azumi, I don't really know the names of any of the guys on it, but oh, okay. they're all from around there. And then Team USA is all well, not all, but mostly extremely top-level anglers. So it's gonna be it's gonna be neat. Um, The Johnstons are, of course, letting down their country by not fishing the tournament.
1: Yeah, ridiculous.
0: Um, Which I'll make sure to mention more often in coverage as we get into that event.
1: (laughs) Good. You know, Team Canada, which does
0: not feature the Johnstons because they're lame. uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, apparently they've been on the road a lot and they have families and this tournament doesn't pay any money. But I don't know if that's an excuse. Uh,
1: Yeah, I mean seems kind of like a weak excuse
0: i don't know maybe they just don't like lake st francis
1: maybe they don't
0: wait did you say they don't like you know that they don't
1: no i said maybe they don't
0: i don't know i think they might i I may have i could be hey maybe i'll dig into it maybe i'll just keep slandering them
1: hey man the decision (laughs) is yours
0: (laughs) but uh yeah so that's my that's on my docket and on that note I don't know if we're gonna have a podcast next week.
1: It's yeah, gonna be tricky. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know if we will. Also, the following week, I think is when I get back from Can- uh, from North Dakota. I almost wanted to say Canada, but uh, a borderline. Like I may return the twenty third, which is Wednesday, but I may not. So, next two weeks could be a weird uh, podcasting situation.
0: No doubt. I will say I want to do some. I'm gonna do some interview type episodes. I think from Canada. Um, Ooh. So I, I think. Or I, I hope. So hopefully we'll get some content along those lines. Uh, up there, just because might as well. I mean, a lot of interesting folks up there. You Heck know, yeah. should be should be cool. Um. That said, I don't think you and I are gonna be guaranteed to get on the on the horn again. Until maybe the week before the Coastal Championship, more probably week of the Coastal Championship.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so, folks, if you're waiting on us for coverage of the uh, upcoming BFL Regionals, please just stay tuned to com, not yep. the podcast feed.
1: Definitely website. It's the place to be.
0: Yeah. Anything else you want to touch on? No,
1: man. I think uh, I think we can get rolling on out of here.
0: Oh. I got one more thing. I've been talking about chatterbait trailers a lot le- recently. What do you use for your chatterbait trailer or trailers?
1: Uh so I have uh Zackos, Yamamoto Zackos, mm-hmm. the Z-Man Razor Shads, mm-hmm. which I like because they last uh, forever. Yeah, which is super clutch. Oh yeah. Um and then I so I don't really ever play around with like uh, crawfish type trailers, crayfish type trailers. Um, but I will throw a swim bait on the back from time to time. Uh, I feel like if I do that, it's maybe like a swim in caffeine shad um, or like a smaller, maybe like a knockoff Kitek type of a bait, like a smaller boot tail. Um, and that's about as weird as I get with the chatterbait.
0: Okay, okay. I throw, um, the zako And I got some other, like, of, of those minnowy style things. I've got some, like, strike king, like, blade minnows, I think they are. Which are the same, sort of that same style. Um, and, uh, then I throw the menace grub. And then I throw a little dipper. And I can't really... I need to get better at trying to be like, okay, this is when I want this one. This is when I want that one. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, yep. Because I don't right now, I'm like, oh, I'll try this and I use it for a while. And then maybe I change it and then catch them on the other thing too. And that's not, I mean, it's all right if you keep catching fish, but it's also probably would be beneficial to have some sort of game plan in mind. So
1: mm, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. anyway, that's a current thing that I've been thinking about a lot. Cause when I've been going up to Kincaid, I'm going to catch a fish on Chatterbait. So I've been, you know, that, have, I've had that in my head. I gotcha. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Anyhow, I guess that does it. Now, finally, unless you want to bring up any extra surprise subjects.
1: Oh, uh, we got an uh, email, didn't we? Oh, Last yeah.
0: Yeah. Dude, Lucas had just a doozy of a time, is what <laughs> I, from what I gather. Um,
1: Which, Lucas, uh, terribly sorry. Uh, you can tell you could tell your uncle to blame it on us. Really, although we also don't handle the weather. So
0: yeah. Um, anyway, here's the email. Saint Clair was a huge bust. Truck leaked oil on the exhaust halfway there and was smoking. Didn't arrive till midnight. Should have been ten or ten thirty. Airbnb flooded our first night, so we woke up to an inch plus of water. The wind was so bad we couldn't get more than 500 meters from shore. What's a meter? And it rained all day, and not even a, they didn't even have a bite between three of them. Sunday they got up early. There was no water in the apartment, in the, in the apartment, so that was good. Um, let's see, went to the truck. There was no wind. Got to the lake. There were whitecaps. Um. Dudes were loading a 21-foot deep V and said they were getting wet. Then right after, a bass boat pulled into the harbor, dropped the poles, and was bailing water. Uh, Said he was good and took off. We didn't even launch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My uncle is never fishing with me again. Lol. Um, Yeah, so sorry, Lucas. But yeah, that definitely sounds like it's the weather's fault, not our fault. I'm going to be totally straight on that one.
1: Now, Lucas, I will also say uh I have had a lot of hunting and fishing trips that pretty much mirror something along the lines of that, so uh that's why you just gotta keep going gotta keep trying, yeah, you gotta go back to St. Clair. I
0: mean, dude, did you see what Seth Fighter did? You gotta go sure. back <laughs> yeah, um but yeah man that's uh that's rough there is no there's around. no way around that that was just that sucks. <laughs>
1: yeah I feel for you.
0: Um, but man, place is pretty good when you hit it right. That's for sure.
1: No kidding. But you know what brings up a good point? If you want to be like Lucas and get some shout outs and chat with us, hit us up with an email podcast at wfishshing. the place to tell us how much you dislike us or how much you like us. Basically, although if you've heard about that, you probably don't
0: dislike us. otherwise you're just you know under pressure to listen to this for some reason. um (laughs) that said i think we are finally done um and besides that you know flwfishing.com is a great place uh flw has all sorts of social media channels Uh, right now on youtube and the website there's a really good video uh with josh douglas about how to find smallmouths on electronics highly recommend that
1: it's juicy
0: like extremely good yeah uh so i recommend that um I would say, you know, check out the Instagram, the Facebook, the Twitter, the YouTube, all that jazz. Kyle, you're on Instagram. It's Kyle Lumber. I'm there. It's Jody Blanco. And, man, I think that does it.
1: I think it does. Uh, I guess everyone have fun fishing this weekend, whatever you're up to. Uh, Jody, I will chat with you at some point. And until then, everyone, see ya.